Good to have you. Welcome on, everybody. On the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network, we are glad you're with us today on this fine first day. Can you believe it's February 1st already? Holy mackerel. Feels like I just, uh, you know, finished up, you know, Christmas and the holidays and New Year's Eve and Packers season. All of a sudden, bam, here we are. And we're sitting on the cusp of February right now. Oof. How time flies. This, 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 we're already a month in. We got 11 months left of 2024, and then we're done. Oof. It's motoring. Uh, and this week is not going to slow down by any stretch of the imagination. It is, uh, it's going to get fast and furious beginning Saturday. We uh, head out to uh, Vegas where the entire staff heading out to Vegas. And next week, all next week, the Bill Michael Show is going to be live from the Media Center, Radio Row, out in Las Vegas in the Mandalay Bay Convention Center, bringing you all the fun, the sights, the sounds, and fun and frivolity of Las Vegas and leading up to Super Bowl 58. So I'm excited about that. Don't forget, catch the best interviews from the Bill Michaels Show on Radio Row and the Media Center in Las Vegas next Saturday, the 10th. Celebrity interviews, news, analysis. We're going to get you ready for the big matchup as well. Saturday night, 7 o'clock on My24 in Milwaukee. Saturday night, 7 o'clock on My24 in Milwaukee. It is the best of live, so to speak, when we do our shows from Vegas all next week. They're going to kind of take a compilation of all the stuff that we do, and you're going to get a chance to see all of it, uh, whether you watch it here on YouTube or you watch it there or you watch some of the stuff that we're going to post, some of the videos we're going to take. There's going to be some stuff that's going to be for the show only. So you won't even see it until it airs uh, on my 24. So uh, a lot of fun stuff coming up for the Bill Michael show. And then today uh, we uh, we sending over the deal and in, inking the deal to do uh, radio broadcasts from the new sports book at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino in Milwaukee. And we're getting ready to do that. So I'm looking forward to that. They want us to do some stuff at the Rock and Brews. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And we may, we may, are you a big Kiss fan? Grant, I'm not, not not a Kiss fan. Well, uh, we may have the guys on the program. Just thought I'd throw it out there. Should I paint my face? So, if you want to. Uh, but okay. we uh, we were told today that uh, they want to get the guys on the program with us, and I said absolutely. That'd be a lot of fun. Love to do it. We don't mind, uh, you know, stepping every now and then into the into another genre, talking a little rock and roll or something like that. So. We can uh, we can do that. So we're, we got all kinds of good stuff on the horizon. All kinds of good stuff. So we're uh, going to get into all of that all throughout the remainder of the year uh, as things go on and progress. And also, it is back. I, I got to check with our guy Ernie for sure uh, out in uh, Viroqua. But I believe it is Saturday, May 4th. The second annual Bill Michaels Open is going to take place at Viroqua Hills Golf Course. So I I gotta get all the all the you know stuff together for sure, but it certainly looks like uh, that is written in stone, and we are going to be back in Viroqua on Saturday, May fourth, Saturday, May fourth, and we're going to all go there. You're going to go there. You and Rachel can come, and Kristen and I are going to be there, and uh, we're going to go up and have a good time like we did last year, and uh, kind of you know peruse the town a little bit or play a little golf and i think they want you to do something fishing wise too well i was gonna say if, if it's on a saturday uh i'm gonna get there friday night i'm gonna get a place to stay the whole weekend and i'm gonna make rachel come watch me fly fish on sunday okay, okay. so that well, that'll be her well, lot you know in what? life that weekend if if it's well sunday but um i was gonna say because if it's like sunday morning we you know if we don't have anything going on we can get up and 
And her and Kristen can go peruse the town, go into the boutique shops and stuff like that. So they'd be happy to do that. There you go. But yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. We're gonna have a good time. Uh, Brett says that's a great golf outing. Outdoor driving range is opening up in uh, Eau Claire this weekend as well. Uh, so good stuff. Good stuff. Looking forward to it. Uh, also, uh, Tim says, hey, don't forget we're doing a fundraiser on Super Bowl Sunday from 3 to 6, a chili fest, so to speak, a chili feed at the VFW Post 7591 on Cottage Grove Road. That's in Madison uh, for Heat for Heroes is what they're doing it for. And anytime we can do anything with any of the VFW posts or anything, we'd be happy to do it. So uh, that's the reason I wanted to mention it. But, Tim, uh, keep me uh, keep me apprised, and we'll keep trying to mention it, okay? Anytime we can do something for you like that, heck yeah. Heck yeah, we'll do it. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free. So the Packers have the new defensive coordinator. I want to get back to the phones. So if you want to light it up, please feel free to do so. Coming up, bottom of the hour, Mike Jocko Jacques is going to be joining us from out in Madison. And uh, we, we, we talked a little hockey earlier. And people were writing saying, are you ever going to talk Badger hockey? As a matter of fact, we scheduled it today. It was scheduled a while ago. So, yes, we'll talk a little Badger hockey and just, you know, Badger sports in general. So, uh, Jocko's got his finger on the pulse that is Badger, Badger kingdom out there. So, we're going to talk with him. Good stuff. So, that's coming up. Uh, ben Steele uh, going to join us a little bit later on. Uh, going to talk some uh, – he's the Journal Sentinel Marquette guy. We'll talk with him about the Marquette Golden Eagles because Marquette is playing good basketball this year in the Big East as well. We are going to have three teams, hopefully, knock on wood, in the tournament this year. Uh, Green Bay right on right now on top in the Horizon League. You've got the Badgers obviously playing good basketball in the Big Ten, and then you've got in the Big East Marquette. So I'm excited about all of that. Cannot wait for tournament time. Can't wait for tournament time. As a matter of fact, my buddy Todd, one of my, old, my, my like my one of my first producers, got a hold of me. He said, "Hey Bill, I know what happens during tournament time. I do too. That's when the Girl Scout cookies come out. Oh, so he said his daughter was selling Girl Scout cookies this year. So I'm like, sign me up. Case of them. Case of them." Hell yes. So we're going to do a case of those things. So it's going to be good stuff. Um, let's go uh, Let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to uh, John listening to us in Madison. John, welcome to the program, man. What's happening? Bill, happy Thursday. Happy February 1st. While it is 40 degrees in Madison, it feels like spring and could yep. not be more excited for this weekend down at the Kohl Center. It is going to be a hot one. Excited to hear Jocko. Super pumped that you guys are getting some hockey talk. And I come from the UP, so it's hockey season 24-7, 365 up there. But um, So can't wait for that conversation. Wanted to circle back to the Packers, D.C. It's about springtime. The cherry blossoms are a couple months away, but it is cherry-picking season because that's really all we have to go off of. All your all the guys out there saying, like, let's wait and see. Well, that's no fun. right? This is Sports Talk Radio. Let's get a little wild. Jeff Halfley holds an NFL record that I thought was very interesting for Packer fans. We saw it all playoffs. This defense could not produce an interception. Jeff Halfley in 2018 was the defensive backs coach for San Francisco 49ers, had Jaquiski Tart, had um, Richard Sherman. Over 16 games, they set the NFL record for the fewest number of interceptions in a season with two. If you're looking for reasons to be pessimistic, there are plenty of cherries out there. If you look at those San Francisco defenses, they finished 28th, 27th, and 32nd in scoring uh, while he was there. Um, the turnovers were abysmal. Richard Sherman had nine straight seasons where he was all pro or a Pro Bowl player. The one season that he was not came under Jeff Halfley. 
Well, he wasn't the defensive coordinator. He wasn't. He was the defensive backs coach. Yeah, so he was Richard yes. Sherman's coach, positional right. coach. Yep. Right. So I thought there's a lot going on there. I definitely agree with your superstar producer out there, Grant, that all of the college nonsense is just is just noise. Boston College in a weird ACC. Who cares? Uh, right. Ohio State, the previous caller mentioned it, co-defensive coordinator and was known to be a recruiting specialist. Well, he'll be the head guy in Green Bay, and uh, you don't have to worry about recruiting. So obviously it's a blank slate, fresh start. I don't trust hiring a guy that couldn't last more than two years at any of his stops. Um, and he was a positional coach for like 12 years. Typically the superstars uh, get a DC position earlier than that. And so for those reasons, I'm pessimistic today, despite okay. the warm weather, despite the hyped environment that we have the cool center all weekend. Uh, can't wait, but excited all for right. Chaco, Bill. Excited uh, all right, buddy. for the hockey talk. Well, I'm sure he's a geek too. I appreciate it. Uh, now, the one thing I will say, I'll go to the defense. I will say Richard Sherman was out of Seattle, and it was not the Legion of Boom anymore. It wasn't as if he was playing along Cam Chancellor and company. So he didn't have the same guys that he was with. Uh, he was at the end of his career, admittedly. So when it comes to Richard Sherman, eh, I don't worry about that too much. Uh, also, Halfley was not the D.C. He was merely the position coach. But I agree with you. I Look, that's why I said I don't know. I don't know. Was how big of a part was he uh with Trestle at Ohio State? Also, that that secondary unit was getting picks. So I mean, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to make of him and you know cuz he had a couple of stints and w- the one thing I will say is when you have different stints in different places in a short period of time, you kind of look at it and say, "Okay, is he leaving because he is not that good and they weren't going to bring him back or is he leaving because he he believes he's taking steps up?" Well, the Ohio State job and what they did there got him the, the head coaching job at, at Boston College. So that, in essence, was a step up and the right move in the right direction, which gets him back into the NFL as now a coordinator. So he bounced around as a D-backs coach and such, found the niche, went to Ohio State, got co-defensive coordinator, took turned that into a, def- to a head coaching job. Now the head coaching job is coming back to the NFL, making probably as much, if not more money, as now a defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. So, I don't know. But like you, you can be pessimistic and you can look at a lot of the statistics and say, yeah, this isn't good. On the other hand, you can look at it and go, he's he's more aggressive, and the way the defense played at the end of the season, it leads you to believe that there's more talent there than maybe what we were led to believe. But don't know. I don't know. It's a great point. Do you feel better or worse after that call, Grant? <laughs> um, so Vagabond John, which is his cosign, his uh, his tagline, I guess, on our morning show and, and my show, 4 to 6, he all year has been the realistic guy about Joe Barry. It's like, look, he's actually doing fine considering right. the injuries and stuff. And I and I never disagreed with him. I, I'm excited that it'll be something different, right? I, exactly. I like the idea that we'll have a defense that's trying to act on the offense instead of waiting right. for the offense to act on them. But it could also, right, there's drawbacks. There's drawbacks to every different type of defense. Like, this defense, probably more likely they get burned here and there. I I don't know. We're going to have to see it, but I'm excited to see something new and different. Yep. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. I got Scott on the line. Scott will be uh, first out of the shoot. We got Mike Jocko Jacques, bottom of the hour, talking to Badgers men and women hockey. We got all of that coming up. We got some NBA to talk about. We got a lot of the Packers to talk about. We're going to have Goody's press conference a little bit later on. All that coming up today. We are busy today. Busy today. Big time. Got to say thanks to our friends at Point Brewing. 
big part of the program, big part of the reason that uh, we can do what we do and going out to Vegas. And I love our gang, Joe Martino, and the whole staff up there at Stevens Point Brewery and Point Brewing, brewing excellence since 1857. Thanks to them for being a part of the program. More than Bill Michael. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Cover It All.com. Dwayne's Cover It All.com. And uh, whether it's a boat cover, bimini top, upholstery, awnings out in front of your business, gym equipment, uh, maybe the awning cover over your patio, office furniture, furniture in your house, whatever it happens to be, Dwayne's Cover It All can do it. Boat covers, upholstery, awnings, all of that stuff. Call them 715-870-2119. I know right now, I mean, the shop is open and they're working, but I know Dwayne finally, finally took Amy on a vacation. I think they're down in the Keys or something like that. Uh, just because I saw a picture of her sitting at a tiki hut in the sun with a jalapeno popper in her hand that looked like, because it still had the vine on it, it looked like a mouse. <laughs> it, was his, it was huge. So uh, they're down there, but uh, he's going to be back and uh, working right at it again. 715-870-2119. Uh, 715-870-2119. Get a hold of Dwayne. They do fantastic, fantastic work. Uh, Mark says, look, when it comes to the defensive coordinator, I'm still waiting to see, but I think there were better guys out there. Uh, Adam said he was pretty average in college, below average in San Francisco. I'm sure it's better than Barry, but I'm not high on this guy either. Uh, and Rick says he's a placeholder until Sala gets fired. Um. So I am, okay. But uh, let me ask you this. And this this is an honest because people are digging into this now going, "Oh my god, the position coach was terrible." How many of you know the position coach's name in Green Bay? The backs coach, the linebackers coach, the defensive line coach. I mean, seriously, if you had to think about it right now without googling it, do you know it? Or do you blame the defensive coordinator? Because I think right now, and you may be right, I don't know. But when it comes to this kind of stuff, I think people are looking for reasons to nitpick. I mean, isn't that fair? Right? Because other than that, I don't think a whole lot of people can tell me the name of the defensive backs coach, and I did not hear once, not once this year, Well, when... Jaden went when, when say Jair Alexander didn't get a pick or was taking too long to come back or wasn't playing good press man. Nobody was talking about the defensive backs coach being bad. Right. What were you going to say, Grant? It's, it's just a little bit of a no win proposition. You're either hiring someone who has no defensive coordinator or no head coach experience, which could be a problem, or you're hiring someone that failed at some level or needed to leave for some reason. So like you're not getting the best defensive coordinator in football. Because they're employed somewhere, right? This this coach that you're right. getting has to be available for some reason. And so they're imperfect for some reason. So I, I'm a little confused as to I, what did Packers fans expect? Jim Leonard? 
Was that was that the one everyone wanted? That was and... the guy that everybody wanted. Yeah, okay. and even then, some didn't. I mean, we'd bring him up, and you'd get twenty people on the live stream that said, you know, uh, they the defense. Well, I could beat Minnesota. Well, okay, okay. So he they they have a bad game against Minnesota, and he's terrible. Uh, but that's 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 some fans or lack thereof, so to speak. But I I just. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's going to be good or bad. I'm excited because he's different. I'm excited to see what he can do. I just know that, you know, everybody says he was more aggressive. And that's fine. That's that's something we haven't seen. But beyond that, I don't know what he is as a play caller, as a, as a schemer, if you will. I only know from the guys that I know that know him, they've told me he's, he's a good dude. He's like a gym rat. I know they didn't want him to leave at Ohio State, but he was going to take a head coaching job. So he got the job at BC, and off he went. But I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. And then you get this guy, uh, who is Scott. And Scott says, oh, my God, this guy's a clown. He's coming out of college, not even the NFL. Uh, can we just get Joe Barry back? You gotta be kidding me, man! Uh, let's go to Scott. Uh, Scott in the South Side of Lacrosse, uh, give us a shout. What's going on, Scott? How you doing? Not much, and that's a different Scott, not me talking about Joe Barry. So let's okay. make sure we understand that. <laughs> um, first time ever talking to you, Bill. Long time listener. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, my 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 question is more along not so much Green Bay. Love Green Bay, but my favorite team is the Broncos. And I heard rumor, read rumor that um, there's a chance the Broncos are going to shoot for the, try to go for the number one pick in the draft. What would that cost them, and can they do it? Oh, oh man, to, to get you know if they're going to trade away, which you would assume they're going to do with Russell Wilson. Oh, right. uh, God, uh, to pull that away from Chicago. Uh, because Chicago for. Yeah, because for all intents and purposes, Chicago, unless Chicago wants to hold on to Justin Fields, I can't see Chicago giving up that pick. Uh, Unless they keep Justin Fields and get, say, like three ones and a couple of twos out of it, something like that, because they're in the catbird seat. They've got a guy they don't have to get rid of, but they like to get rid of. They think Caleb Williams is the guy, but Justin Fields did enough at the end of the season to kind of make people raise their eyebrows. God, I would think at least three first-round picks, probably a couple of twos and maybe something down the road as well. It, it would be a boat haul what you'd have to give up to get the number one overall pick this year for Caleb Williams. Okay, on the flip side, let's say the Broncos can't afford it and they trade away Russell Wilson. What do you think is going to be their best move? Well, first you got to find somebody that needs a quarterback. Secondly, you got to find somebody that has the ability to take the money. Um, because that you actually have a couple of quarterbacks in this draft that aren't bad, so it might not cost you as much if you want to trade up to say number two or number three. Remember, you got Penix. Uh, who's the other kid that I'm thinking of, Grant? The other quarterback that's coming out this year, Bo Nix. Um, Bo Nix is another yeah. one. Yeah. So you've got a couple of guys that you could work with. So it, it may not cost you as much. It's still going to cost you probably a couple of ones and a two or a three, but it's not going to cost you as much to get number one, which would then I would assume would be Caleb Williams is who they're targeting. 
Uh, but if you're going to trade Russell Wilson away and what you're going to get in return, I think what you're going to get in return is maybe a draft choice, and they're going to obviously be taking a lot of salary from you, and all you got to do is take the, uh, the the guaranteed money and expedite that, and you're getting ready, rid of that cap hit. And you're still probably so going to be looking be for like a quarterback. A, so it's going to be like a big blockbuster-type uh, multi-team deal. Not yeah, yeah, it could be, yeah. But I, I – I, who, let me ask you this. I mean, there's going to be somebody out there that's going to want Russell Wilson, but what is, as a Broncos fan, realistically, what do you think he's worth? Because he just, I mean, for a while looked good, but everybody that's worked with the guy for the last two years now said he's the problem. He, he just he doesn't have it like he used to, and I wasn't sold on him when they you know, brought him aboard and then gave him that big extension to begin with. Right. That's where that's where they made the mistake. They gave him an extension of big money before he can see what he can do. Yep, I that see that I agree with, and that it was just man, it was bad money down a bad hole. Because I thought at the time, and I said that at the time, I said I didn't have a lot of faith in Russell Wilson. I thought he was good, but I didn't think he was. I, I Russell Wilson made a lot of his bones on off scripted plays. And that's not what they were running last year. That's not what they were running the year before. They wanted him to stay within the offense. He just doesn't do that. And therefore, he throws the whole offense off. And that's part of the problem. Plus, they gave him everything. Not only did they give him everything and money, but they gave him everything he wanted in the offices and all that kind of crap. And I thought, boy, what a huge mistake to do that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I talked to Grant, you know, I forgot who well the quarterback Broncos could have landed and, I said, I guess we'll settle with uh, Russell Wilson, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I just I just wasn't sold on him to begin with. You know, right. I was hoping for the best for the team, obviously, but it just wasn't there. Right. No, I, I, I know. I agree with you, man. I appreciate the phone call. Let's real quick before we get to the bottom of the hour, let's go to Tyler listening to us in Brookfield. Tyler, how you doing, man? What's up? Doing good, Bill. How's it going? Doing great. What are you thinking? I'm saying I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, and I think the people that are negative have already already have you know preconceived notions in their head. They want it either they're pessimistic people or they're just somebody that wants to find something to complain about. Because like I said, we haven't seen them run an NFL defense. So yeah, is there some cause for concern? Sure, but it's not not the reason to scream and act like the world's on fire and you know everything's falling yeah. down. But I. I like the aggressive nature that he he brings. Like it's it's not like they weren't giving up big plays under Joe Barry this season. We all we all can remember DJ Moore running wide open across the middle of the field with Quay Walker on him in coverage. Like it's not like it's not pretend like they weren't giving up explosive plays like they were two dollar bills. You know? Yeah. I, I like I don't know. I mean that's just it, and I don't know how much it was defensive coordinator or how much it was secondary coach or what have you. I, I don't know. I mean, because nobody in, in this area is giving the secondary coach all the grief and giving Joe Barry a pass. You know what I mean? So right. you can't, you can't hold the same standard to a guy that was a defensive backs coach who wasn't calling the defensive plays as you would the defensive coordinator. Cause you don't know how he is as a coordinator. So I, I, I don't, you know, I don't know how to read that. I know position uh, I coaches are different. They they just say, we appreciate the phone call. They set you up for technique, and they go through the game plan with you, but ultimately it's the defensive coordinator that's making the calls. So to say, well, as a position coach, I, I don't like this and I don't like that, but he wasn't making the calls because he wasn't the guy that was calling for a blitz 
or not a blitz or a three-man front or a five-man front. or He wasn't that guy. He was a guy that was merely getting the secondary ready. And like I said, nobody said, you know what, Joe Barry's doing a great job with the defense, but, you know, that, that secondary coach isn't getting it done. So he's the one that's got to go, not Joe Barry. Nobody said that. But yet they hire a guy that's got secondary experience and suddenly he's the problem and not the defensive coordinators. You know what I mean? It, it just, that doesn't wash. It may be true, but you, you can't apply it in that situation just because you want to say this guy sucks. It just doesn't make sense. By the way, on assistant coaches, Bill, because I know we mentioned this last night, Pete Thamel reported, well, all the Packers assistants are under contract. I'd imagine he'll keep all of them. And we kind of looked at that last night and we like, yeah, I don't know. Tom Silverstein reported today two things. He reported Lafleur and, and Halfley, they're not good buddies. They know each other, but they're not good buddies. And he's likely to bring in his new staff, his own staff, which I kind yeah. of expected. I, I kind of thought that. Um, that he would bring in some guys. I mean, I don't think he's going to blow everybody out, but I, I, I just you got to figure there's going to be a guy or two that are confident that he he gets it with that he would bring in. So I kind of figured he'd make a couple of changes at least. Uh, let's do this. We got to talk some men's and women hockey, uh, collegiate hockey, Badger hockey. When we come back, we'll touch on everything Badgers. As a matter of fact, Mike. Jaco Jacques is going to be joining us. That is coming up next. Stay right where you're at. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show, and it's all coming up right after this. Don't go anywhere. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Las Vegas, there are still still a few tickets available for Thursday night, February 8th at the M Resort and Spa and Casino out in Vegas. It is uh, Ditka and Jaws Cigars with the Stars, hosted by Brian Erlocker and Ron Jaworski, and there's an exclusive red carpet event. You got premium cigars and cocktails, VIP, celebrity, all that kind of good stuff, and it benefits the Gridiron Greats and we are proud, proud, proud to be a part of it and looking forward to going out there again next week. But it is Ditka and Jaws with Cigars with the Stars at the M Hotel Resort Spa and Casino out in Las Vegas. Coming up Thursday night, February 8th, we will be there, and we will bring you a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff uh, from uh, that place as well. It's always a great time. Always a great time. Good good party out there. Uh, it is time to go to NBC 15. Our guy, Mike Jocko Jocks. I see him all the time, more on Facebook than anything at this point. Jocks, how you been, buddy? I've been good. How about you, Bill? We're good. Uh, preparing for Vegas, uh, taking a little bit of money, and uh, I'm already calling Gamblers Anonymous just to make sure I'm okay and get ready for many isms. But uh, other than that, we're excited, man. We're excited. You ever now? How many how many Super Bowls have you been to? You know what? I, I it's weird because you know in my in you know how radio and TV works. It's weird how things can kind of avoid you. I was in Arkansas at one point when the Packers made the Super Bowl. 
the other one I didn't get to go. Uh, you know, so it was. Uh, I've been to one Super Bowl. It was in Minneapolis. Uh, it, it was great. It was a great experience. Uh, I lived in Minneapolis for a year. I could see the uh, apartment building, the apartment complex that I used to live in, and I thought it was pretty cool to know. You know, for a second, I was like, "It's pretty cool to know how far you've gotten from from that rundown building <laughs> to uh, the Super Bowl." was was a pretty cool thing. So, it's, right. uh, so just one. But uh, I, I'd be happy to go back next year when the Packers make it to the Super Bowl. Right. That was a cold one, too, in Minneapolis. Yes, it was. I Oof. remember doing live shots outside uh, after the game, and I did not bring a hat. I cannot cover up this beautiful hair of mine. So, I, uh, no. you know, I had, to, uh, I had to not wear a hat. And, I, you know, I think I was – my ears are still cold from that day. But, uh, yeah. but we survived. It was great. It was great. You do have a better quaff than the heat miser hairdo, but uh, it goes up, and there's no hat that can contain what it is you're packing. Right, right. I mean, saying. like you know, that's it's it's not really it's not doing justice to my hair or the hat. I mean, the hat, you know, the the hat that doesn't deserve that kind of hair stuck yeah. inside of it. So exactly. Right. Hey, uh, I I do want to talk some hockey because it, it is an, again an undercovered theme. We talked a little Admirals hockey earlier with ten straight wins, but both the men and women. When's the last time that both men and women were this highly ranked? Yeah, it's been since the early two thousands that it's been right. this highly ranked, and and uh, so to see them both doing this well has been an incredible run. You know, and, and I know we're, we're far from from seeing the season over with, but to just see. You know, Mark Johnson from the women's program has always had that program, you know, running at full speed and, and just great. We could talk about a little bit about Mark, but uh, but for the men to come where, the, the, you know, uh, I love Tony Granado and he's become a great friend of mine. And I was sad to see him be let go last year. And, yeah. you know, I, I was like, I'm not going to like Mike Hastings. Mike Hastings, their, their new head coach, uh, came from Minnesota State who did great things with their program and you know it was it was a great hire for the badgers um just to see him come to wisconsin and uh hopefully turn the program around and i was like i'm not gonna like him i'm not gonna like him i like tony and uh you know from the minute you, you just he has great charisma and he has a great hockey mind and the guys have believed in him from the day that he stepped into the office and onto the rink and uh, it's been really, really fun to watch. Uh, it just, it, it's just been a great turnaround. Well, I was going to say, what, what if you had to say, other than just coaching, I mean, is it just coaching, the spirit, the change, the attitude? What has been the turnaround? You know, and I don't think it was the guys, I don't, they love Tony. I, I, so it wasn't, you know, they didn't want Tony there or they didn't believe in Tony. But I just think that it was a, a maybe just a, a change of pace. I, I, you know, one thing that... Mike Hastings has done his closed practice. I've seen I've seen one practice where Tony would would let you into anything you want to see, and and sometimes I think that's good. You know, like guys need to be you know involved in what they're doing and not worry about distractions of people coming in there and and kind of looking around. But uh, and Greg Gard does the same, and so you know, so does Luke Fickle. I mean, there's a lot of close practices and and. But but for for Mike Hastings, you know, there's a lot of talk. He talks a lot about dailies. You got to go through your dailies, which you know we tried to. Every time I ask him about it, I, I still, Bill, I'm not sure what the heck exactly what it means. But but I think just going throughout your your everyday business, you know, like you're not going to succeed if you don't 
do the little things. So they have really focused on doing everything right from, you know, from walking out of your locker room to getting on the ice to, to going through, you know, pre-practice stretching to uh, just going through the entire practice. It's working on dailies and they have, uh, they have focused and, uh, I think, and, and, you know, obviously it helps when you win, you know, those, those dailies become a lot easier to focus on when, when your record uh, is, is continuing to climb and so does the ranking. So I, I don't know if it has, you know, it, I think it has a lot to do with coaching, but I think a lot to do with players after Tony gets fired, a guy that they all love and still love um, to maybe look within themselves and say, Hey, you know, like we're not doing justice to ourselves. We're not doing justice to Tony, the guy that brought us there and we better do justice to our new coach or we're not going to be here anymore. So I think everything uh, encompassed in that is because has brought these guys together and they've been playing some excellent hockey this year. Now I don't claim to be a, a badger hockey aficionado. I just love watching it or enjoy watching yeah. it when I get the chance. The one thing that I can say from this season that I have seen I use the word over and over again when people ask me what's changed. I say crispness, and that is because it's like the little things. You know, it's not an errant pass. It's the attention to detail. It's the ability to pick off passes and just kind of change the direction uh, of the flow of the game. It's just little things, and, and there's it, I, I don't know. I, I have never been in that locker room. I couldn't honestly tell you, but the one thing that I've noticed is they are more crisp and and clean than I than they were last year. That's the only thing I can and, say. Now you tell and me. Maybe that, that right? No, that and I think that's part of the dailies. I mean, you know, as far as see, now I'm talking like a coach, Bill. All of a sudden, I become like Hastings <laughs> Junior. You know, like that's part of your dailies, guys. Get out there and work on it. But that that's part of I guess that's part of of being. You know, the the Christmas that Christmas has to do with being you know being within playing within yourself every day, whether it's a practice and whether it's on the ice of the game. Uh, is to con- continue to just get better and better and make sure that every pass you send is going to be the right pass and every you know every shot you take is going to be the right shot and uh, I I just think that yeah the crispness and the focus has been just uh, at a new level this year and that that uh, you know that certainly helps with the the puck going in the net and 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 some great goaltending so uh, it, it ha- yeah it, it does look a lot different this year just. Uh, uh, with the way guys have stepped up and just just played really really well and, and you know that that it kind of turned into that snowball effect where that you know they they took two games at Minnesota basically at the start of the Big Ten season that kind of gave the wow factor you know like whoa this is this team's for real you don't go into Minnesota and sweep uh, Minnesota and, and not be a, a great team and then that, that just kept going they you know they swept Michigan at, at home and then they you know took a couple from, from some other teams that, 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 that just doesn't happen. So, you know, just uh, uh, even, even after, you know, that the holiday face-off in Milwaukee saw some bigger crowds than what they've seen, because there's that juice that has now surrounded this program that maybe helps those dailies. But then, you know, after Christmas break, they lose uh, that first game to Michigan on the road on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. And you think, Oh, here's, you know, like, cause they're playing these teams. Now this is a big part of, of the season. You're playing these teams again, you're not going to surprise enemy. It's not like wow, Wisconsin, same old Wisconsin the last couple of years. This is a you know this is a different team. So they lose five to one, I think it was on 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 the Friday night, but they come back and went six five on a late goal, and it was just uh, it, it's just great to see these guys you know able to turn things around and get that win against Michigan, a great team at their place, uh, you know to kind of turn things around. Now they play 
Minnesota at home this weekend where, you know, there's always juice when, when these two teams get together, no matter what the records throw out the records. Right. I think so. I'm going to maybe put that on a shirt or something like throughout the records. Maybe, maybe that phrase will catch on at some point, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, but this is one of those series where it is, it is like that, where, where the, you know, when, when these teams battle, there's a bunch of kids from Minnesota on this, this roster uh, who would love nothing more to uh, get two more wins against Minnesota. So, uh, I think the place is almost sold out for tomorrow night and Saturday night. Both games are at seven. Uh, I think it's a whiteout on uh, on Friday night. So if if you're coming from from the Milwaukee area or wherever you're coming from in the state, I know you your your show reaches uh, you know all ends of the earth. So if you're coming, uh, <laughs> wear white and and support the Badgers because uh, it's going to be a great series. And I know that uh, this 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 rivalry goes you know obviously back to when it started but uh there's been some great games and i expect nothing less than that on uh, friday and saturday night at the cole center i would be remiss if i didn't talk a little bit about mark johnson and the job that he's done i had a chance to to meet and get to know mark a little bit some years back and you talk about just a very steady very intelligent uh, very inspiring kind of type of guy and, the, and what he's done with that program it's hard enough to get to the pinnacle and, and just get there but to get there and to be there for such a long period of time, you know, it hasn't you know resulted in like ten championships. But he's kind of like almost the women's version of like uh, Gino Ariyama when it comes to right. you know producing great hockey. I mean, that's what that's what he is, right? Right. And I think I think six championships for him is is pretty good. So he's getting he's yes. climbing climbing that ladder. So I mean, you go into the Lebon Arena and you see those six banners hanging up there. That's yeah, that's pretty good to see. And and last year was not you know not expected to be uh, hanging another banner. They went up there kind of as an underdog up to Duluth, and, and they made the Frozen Four. People didn't even expect them to go up there, and then they, they find a way to win, and it was just just so cool uh, for, for, for to see Mark. And, and I'll be honest with you, Bill, he's, you know, I've been blessed enough to meet a lot of, you know, uh, celebrities and players and stuff like that. And I get to talk to you on the radio, which is just as cool, and I'm not lying. So to, to know you for so long, it's a cool thing. But but to see Mark Johnson, I'll use the term fangirl or fanboy, but every time I see Mark Johnson like once or twice, you know, once a week at least, and I'll see him and I'll see him like, that's Mark Johnson. It's just right. so freaking cool because it's Mark Johnson. I mean, the guy is a a American legend, you know, yes. from, from the Miracle on Ice and, and everything he did for Badger Hockey. He had, he had a great NHL career, you know, cut short by injury. But uh, for him to come back to his alma mater and do what he's done, you know, not, not just, you know, like the, the six championships are amazing, but, uh, you know, like he, he, like Kelly Sheffield from the volleyball program, they continually make women's sports at Wisconsin and in the state of Wisconsin better and better. And just so like to see this guy, Mark Johnson, still in Madison, still doing his thing. It's just so cool. And, and he, yeah. everything you said about him, just a great down to earth guy. And, and it's just, it's really cool just to talk with him and hear him talk. You know, he could talk about, you know, grass growing green and I could sit and listen to him and, and just <laughs> with dreamy yeah. eyes and be like, it's Mark Johnson. Right. So it's just, and, and they're, <laughs> they're playing well. And I know that, you know, to talk a little bit about them, that they play St. Cloud state this weekend and they, they finish off the season against Minnesota at home. And then they play number one, Ohio state Badgers are currently ranked second. So they have, Ohio State as the last weekend at Lebon Arena at home. It's it, you know it, it, it's great. It's a great as Bob Johnson once said, his father. Uh, it's a great day for hockey in Madison. Yes, it is. Great stuff as always, Jocko. We appreciate it. Uh, we got to get you on more often, man. We'll, we'll I would love do it. our best I, to I do so. It. Okay. All right, I love you, brother.
Absolutely, pal. Appreciate it. Great right. stuff. Mike Jocko Jocks from NBC 15 out in Madison. Great stuff. And he's not kidding. There is no hat around that would do just, other than maybe a 10-gallon cowboy hat that would do justice to his hair. That stuff, I don't even know how he does it, unless he's got a little 1980s in him, little 80s rocker fan type of thing with some Aquanet that makes it go straight up. That stuff is, uh, look up the Google the Heat Miser or the Frost, uh, Jack Frost or whatever it was out of the old Rudolph Shiny New Year stuff, and that's the hair. It goes up and it stays there. Uh, Google Devil's Tower out in uh, Wyoming. Devil's Tower in Wyoming. That's that's Jock's hair. You can just put it on his head, and that's his hair. It's uh, He's not lying. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Michael Show. <laughs> we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Stay right where you're at. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Great to get Jocko on, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. We got two hours down. Two hours to go. And uh, in case you're just tuning us in, uh, Jeff Hatley is the new defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. Dan Quinn heading over to Washington. By the way, Diana Rossini reporting that Washington did consider Bill Belichick, but they went with Dan Quinn instead. They would not say why Bill Belichick was not their choice, but Bill Belichick did interview a couple of times with Washington, apparently. And they, I think they, like others, just feel like, look, it's we're not going to blow everybody out because you want to bring yourself and the ego through the door. Don't forget, catch the best of the best of the Bill Michaels show from Radio Row in the Media Center in Las Vegas coming up next Saturday, the 10th. Celebrity interviews, behind the scenes stuff, news, analysis, and we're going to get you ready for the big game. Watch it Saturday night, the 10th, 7 o'clock, 7 to 9, a two hour special on My24 in Milwaukee. It'll be available on their uh, streaming platform as well, but make sure you pay attention to that. We're looking forward to it. Our first venture into the uh, into the tube, if you will. That's an outdated term, actually, but nevertheless. Good stuff. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. Don't go anywhere. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.